This is 76ers Rewind. Time now to listen back to post-game reaction from the team's most recent game. Welcome to the Sixers Post Game Show here on the Sixers Radio Network. I'm Devon Givens. We head back to Sacramento right now to hear from head coach Brett Brown. And all of a sudden, you know, he just sort of exploded. And uh, he, he really carried us where we were in the game and had a chance to win it. Um, I, thought he was, I thought he was excellent defensively and offensively, as we saw by sort of the bottom line numbers in his fourth period performance. But overall, I thought he had a hell of a game. And also, Mitch, we also talked about uh, Buddy Hill at the beginning of the game in this shoot. Could you comment on, on what he was on? His few threes at the end, backbreakers, I think it was 109, 100, you know, his three, I think, brought it from 109, 105, 106, 105, and then 109, 105. I think that that was the separation right there. He got loose on us. His overall game was explosive. He can score all over the place. You know, he's always he's always somebody that you have to be aware of. We just left Golden State, similar to the Golden State perimeter guys. You feel like you have to pay attention to Buddy in that same type of uh, same type of spirit. But I thought he was excellent tonight, and especially the three at the end. Uh, effectively broke, broke our back. What do you think the difference was defensively between the first half and the second half? So like you turning over a lot. Yeah, um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure. I'll go back and, and see that, but to to pinpoint it, I'm not sure. I, I ended up playing um, guys probably longer than I had anticipated. I looked forward to seeing what benefit or decline we had there, but I'm really not sure what the difference was. You guys did do a lot better job in the second half of taking care of the ball as opposed to that first half. I know there was an issue there. Was it yeah. just attention to that, or what was different offensively? I think we did do a good job. I think that we ran, you know, decent offense. It was a low for us in assists, but we didn't turn the ball over. Um, you know, this this young team gets out and runs. They're excellent in open court, and anything that, that, that equaled the turnover initially, you know, produced a quick, fast break for them. And we needed to play fairly safe at times. And I thought that to end up with only, what was it, 14 turnovers, that, that's a decent number. That was head coach Brett Brown live outside of the visitors' locker room in Sacramento, scene of the Sixers' loss, 115-108 to the Sacramento Kings. Hello all again. Welcome to the Sixers postgame show here on the Sixers Radio Network. I am Devon Givens. We will check back in in Sacramento with Tom McGinnis for his final thoughts at some point. Again, after a strong win on Thursday in Oakland over the Golden State Warriors, the 76ers did look to close out their four-game road trip in Sacramento against these upstart Kings with a 3-1 and record, but unfortunately that was not the case tonight as Sacramento had other ideas, defeating the 76ers again 115-108. The Sixers were without starters J.J. Redick and Wilson Chandler tonight for this one. Rookie Landry Shamit and veteran big man Mike Muscat started in the place of the two key contributors and tonight you can certainly see where J.J. Redick was missed because the 76ers shot 21 
0.2% from behind the three-point line. You heard Tom McGinnis pointing out they were 7 of 33 from deep, and you counter that with the 11 of 34, the Sacramento Kings heavy for Buddy Heald, 7 of 13 for his 34 points a game high, 12 of 21 from the floor overall, 35 minutes and 29 seconds of play for Buddy Heald. He was phenomenal tonight. As Tom McGinnis pointed out, you just heard Brett Brown say the same thing. He really got things rolling in the final quarter when the Sixers made their comeback and they needed his shooting and he definitely came in and provided that spark for the Sacramento Kings to close things out at the end of the ball game tonight for Jimmy Butler. He also had a strong fourth quarter with his 15 points in the final frame to help give the 76ers their leads as things started to go with a three-pointer and an and one to make it 98-97. He really had things going overall, starting off the fourth quarter with the three-pointer and one. He had two of those types of plays for the 76ers tonight in the final quarter, which were big, but it wasn't enough overall for the 76ers tonight, again, falling 115-108. Jimmy Butler with his 29, tied for a team high with Joel Embiid for his 29.17 rebounds, 11 of 13 from the free throw line, struggled from the field for the second straight game, but he continues to put up strong numbers. You hope that those numbers, plus Jimmy Butler's and the 22 points, eight rebounds, four assists from Ben Simmons were enough to get the 76ers over the hump, especially when they made the push in the final quarter but unfortunately that was not the case tonight again as they fall by seven on the road ending their final game of this four game road trip with a two and two record with losses to Denver and the Kings tonight nice wins over the Lakers and the Golden State Warriors they get back at it on Tuesday back here in Philadelphia hosting the Toronto Raptors Sixers fall 115 108 on the road we head back to Sacramento after this break here on the Sixers radio network Club 76 is the official season ticket waiting list of the Philadelphia 76ers. Get priority access for 2019-2020 season tickets by signing up for either Club 76 Elite or Club 76 Free. Other benefits include exclusive 76ers gear and access to special ticket offers and events. For more information, go to Sixers.com slash join Club 76, email Club 76 at 76ers.com, or call 215-339-7676. Sixers fall tonight, 115-108 with the getaway game in Sacramento, dropping their record to 34-19. The Kings improved to 27-25. This is the Sixers postgame show. Here on the Sixers Radio Network, I'm Devon Givens. We now head back to the Golden One Center in Sacramento to check in with Tom McGinnis. Tom, coming off of that great win on Thursday in Golden State, got off to a a bit of a sluggish start here in the first frame, only down by six in the first quarter. But one of those types of games, especially when you're missing two of your five starters, where you don't want to get behind and allow one of these young teams like the Upstart Kings to get going. Well, you're right, and that tough start didn't help the Sixers. They definitely gained their confidence. They're playing well, and particularly here. This is now their sixth consecutive win here at home. They blew out Atlanta in their last game. They were able to rest and practice and get ready for the Sixers, and they're playing in a rhythm. And, uh, you know, Jimmy Butler made it interesting down the stretch. Joel was solid. He kept the Sixers in the game. Ben had a good game, but not enough off the bench. He didn't get a lot from Shamit or Mescala, so you obviously missed Wilson Chandler and J.J. Redick, the threes, until Butler got going late, really were getting nothing from threes. 
but Jimmy Butler proved that he can, you know, he's a closer. That's kind of why the Sixers obtained him in that trade. But uh, tough game. I mean, you, that's the whole thing. You've got to be able to back it up. This is not an easy game, not an easy place to win. They've obviously now won three in a row against the Sixers. And, you know, little tiny play, attention to detail, cost the Sixers blockouts, putbacks, letting Buddy Heald get free. And those are things that cost you and cost the Sixers this game. Yeah, and you can also point out, as you did during the game, a few missed opportunities right at the rim by a few players that come back to haunt you later on. And as you pointed out, Tom, Jimmy Butler, you mentioned it during the broadcast, and I know I had the same sentiment as you do. When you acquire someone like Jimmy Butler who is able to do the things that he does within the flow of the offense and individually, it was really good to see him go off when they needed it for the 18 individually in the final frame. Yeah, no doubt about it. And, you know, he has a knack of scoring in tight quarters, whether it's off the bounce or even guarded outside the arc. He's 6'8". He's an incredible athlete, able to lift and score over defenders. You know, so we've seen so much of that two-man action over the last couple of years with Redick and Embiid. And today, tonight, the Sixers shifted that where those dribble handoffs and that pitching back and forth on the perimeter were, it was Embiid and Butler and Jimmy was able to use that and score it effectively. And that was, you know, really exciting there as coach Brown was talking post game where it was a one point game. The Sixers would take the lead and the, the Sacramento Kings got a basket back and forth. But again, it comes down the stretch where you have to keep them off the board. And the Sixers were unable to do that. That one play that I described where De'Aaron Fox, De'Aaron Fox threw up kind of a desperation shot, just threw it in front of the rim, mm-hmm. hoping his guys could somehow make a play. And initially it was Cauley Stein who couldn't score it. But then Bagley got it. Bagley's really good. He was very effective. Notice they played him down the stretch because he could score. And the Sixers put Milton in there for the same reasons. Obviously, they're much different players. But Bagley was really good. He came on with a big double-double. And Buddy Heald was dynamic for them. I mean, he's like he's one of the most underrated players right now in the NBA, just as, you know, the early part of his career. But he is really a guy can shoot. And, and that's a that's a, obviously a huge advantage for a team. And he was, a, he was a winning player tonight for them. Yes, he was. Tom McGinnis joining us live from the Golden 1 Center with his final thoughts from the Sixers 115-108 loss to the Sacramento Kings. And they have a very active future front court with Bagley and, and Willie Cauley-Stein going forward, Tom, with the shooting of Heald and Fox in the backcourt. No doubt about it. And Giles is going to help them off yes. the bench. And, you know, you're thinking, like, Willie Cauley-Stein, Joel's playing way off, and what's he giving you offensively? And you look over, and he's 8 for 8 from the field. <laughs> and he made free throws down the stretch, and he's only a 56% free throw shooter. So he made some humongous contributions for them, and he battled against Joel. I mean, it's not like he stopped them. He didn't. Joe had 29 points. But to your point, you know, it's sometimes when, you know, you don't have a true dominant center, but you got a guy who's – a good passer, a good rebounder, a good teammate, a rugged defender. And never stops moving. Yeah, and Cauley Stein, and then you get some of these younger guys in there, and eventually you got to think that maybe Bagley is the starting foreman. I don't know that he'll ever be a center in this league, but he's going to be a really good player. I mean, he had a little bit of a slow start this year, but I, I think they've got obviously a winner, and they, they really have a young core uh, that's that's, I think, rapidly improving maybe faster than even the Kings themselves thought they would. Yes, and Tom, one more before we let you go. Ben Simmons, great game against the Golden State Warriors on Thursday. Again, 
comes back and gives you another nice night, 22-8-4. Seems like he's really starting to fall into that role of when he's not on the ball, having him roam the baseline, cutting the basket, post up deep against some of the smaller defenders, and in that dunker's position. Seems like he's really, really starting to adjust and adapt to that role. Well, for sure. I mean, he's not a one-dimensional player by any stretch. He brings a lot to the table, multiple skill sets. And I think the combination of he and TJ, certainly over the last two games, has been very effective. And, and to your point, with McConnell being the primary ball handler, is able to get Ben on the block. I thought around the rim he struggled a little bit uh, in scoring. He takes some difficult – when you shoot that right-hand jump hook from the baseline, high degree of difficulty, not a big success rate for him in that shot. And I would also say overall in the course of the year, uh, and you know, he puts himself in a position that's a tough spot and I think he needs to work back maybe toward the middle, somewhere other than that. But that's just one aspect to your overall point. Tonight, he was the power forward guarding Bagley. And again, he's a Sixers point guard, and he's matching up with their 6'10", 6'11", point guard and doing an efficient job for the most part. And uh, he's so active. That first play of the game where he just blew by Malizia, and that, to me, Jaeger's like, okay, we're not going to be able to play him that much tonight. you know. And, and to his credit, he made a big shot early in the third, but he only played 17 minutes because sometimes there's matchups where some of your guys aren't just going to be able to play because of, of how things play out personnel-wise. Well, Tom, tough loss for them tonight. It would have been nice to come home 3-1, but the good thing is they get back at it on Tuesday at home against the Toronto Raptors. So we'll a speak to you there. in yep. a big-time game. We'll speak to you on Tuesday and safe trip back. We'll check in with you then. Thanks, Devon. All right, Tom. Tom McGinnis again live from the Golden One Center in Sacramento, site of the Sixers loss 115 108 to the Kings, now 34 and 19 on the season. The bench for the 76ers tonight. Did not give you much, as Tom pointed out. They gave them 17 points, four from Corey Brewer, seven from T.J. McConnell, and six from Shake Milton. Obviously, Landry Shaman and Mike Muscala does do provide some of the offensive production from the bench, but them stepping into the roles for J.J. Redick and Wilson Chandler, respectively, tonight, the bench struggled, and when they probably needed a little bit more to help out the starters, unfortunately, Brett Brown and the 76ers did not get that tonight. So on the other side, we will check back in uh, with the highlights, the Tom McGinnis version. Uh, again, hearing them, we love hearing Tom McGinnis throughout the postgame show. So we will on the other side with the highlights. This is the Sixers postgame show right here on the Sixers Radio Network. The Delaware Blue Coats have arrived. The Sixers' official NBA G League affiliate is opening the all-new 76ers Fieldhouse in Wilmington, Delaware. Blue Coats games are perfect for business outings and an awesome family night out. Visit Sixers.com slash Blue Coats. That's Sixers.com slash Blue Coats. Tickets start at 10 bucks. Just 10 bucks. That's Sixers.com slash Blue Coats. Join the revolution today. One fifteen, one hundred eight is the final score from Sacramento. Sixers fall. I'm Devon Givens. This is the Sixers post game show, and it is time for some of the highlights. A very good, very competitive game, and it started off right away with Ben Simmons strong to the rack. Here's Simmons on a drive. Wow! Oh man, Ben Simmons with a huge jam on Belitza, and the Sixers take the lead. Ben Simmons with his statement to Belitza for backing out of the contract that he had with the Sixers early on in the season. That made it 2-0 for the Philadelphia 76ers. Then they went back and forth. Buddy Heald, as we know, uh, again, a big night tonight with 34 points overall. But he got started off, he started off very well in the first quarter. 
Buddy Heald to the left side, shoots it on McConnell for three, and it's good. Buddy Heald, after a slow start, now has got 10. The Sixers continue to throw the ball errantly into the hands of the Sacramento Kings. He went on a nice run, Buddy Heald did, to give himself a, a strong first quarter where he ended up. In the first quarter with 15 points, the Kings led 32-26 at the end of one. When we started things off in the first quarter, I mean in the second quarter, pardon me, Jimmy Butler got things going with a nice reverse layup. Sixers ball, nine minutes to go in the second quarter. Here's Butler on a drive, and Jimmy with a left to right reverse made it look easy. Tie game, our fourth tie, 36-all. Amon Shumpert quiet on the night for his total points of... Only six points tonight, but a big basket at the end of the second quarter for the Sacramento Kings. Shumpert with it. Shumpert across midcourt. Shumpert to the line. Three-point shot is good. Nobody picked up Iman Shumpert. And Brett Brown say, who's guarding this guy? They're up by 12. Shump with his first three. That made it 62-50 Kings. That was a 10-0 run for the Sacramento Kings. Amon Shumper, his six points tonight, all in the second quarter. Again, stepping and walking right into that three-pointer at that point. Score at the half, 62-52 Sacramento Kings. Ben Simmons, again, starting the quarter off very aggressively, getting a driving layup to go to make it 71-63 Sacramento, trying to close the gap a little bit. And then he also continues strong to the basket for the finish. Here's Butler into Ben, and Ben with another right-hand jam. Good feed by Butler. He drew two defenders on a dribble drive from the left wing. Simmons rolls into the lane, receives it off the bounce, and scores it. Now Ben with 17 points. 76-67 Kings. Ben Simmons living in the paint quite often. We know off the dribble as the point guard, he does that. But as we spoke with Tom McGinnis about him having the opportunity to roam the baseline, be aggressive, with his back to the basket, he's finishing in the paint quite a bit. And again, those two strong right there with 17 points at that point. T.J. McConnell on the night again. Quiet night from the bench. Overall, T.J. McConnell with uh, seven points off the bench. His lone three-pointer for the Sixers. Butler, one dribble, steps around Shumpert, then throws it to T.J. McConnell's wide open. He shoots for three, and that's good. T.J. McConnell knocking down the tray. 79-73 to score at that point. Kings still in front, and they end that quarter 86-79. to That's when things, again, started to get interesting. Jimmy Butler, three-pointer, plus the foul, makes the free throw, 89-83 Sacramento. Ben Simmons with the fast-break layup, full head of steam, 91-87. Timeout, Kings. Shake Milton thrust into action because of the absence of J.J. Redick needing to start Landry Shamit. Shake Milton, as he has done with the 76ers, comes in and gives a nice contribution. On the right elbow, over to Shake. Milton drives baseline, pull up two. Shake, rattle and roll. It's good. Tie game, 91 all. Shake, Milton puts it in. Three of seven from the floor overall tonight. All of three from deep, but a big basket there to tie the score, 91-91. Six points on the night for the rookie combo guard. Jimmy Butler, again, not just a variety of getting fouled and making the free throw. A straight-up three-pointer made, J.J. Redick fashion. It beat to Butler. Jimmy with another three. Shot in the air. Got it. Jimmy Butler delivers. Ran around and beat. Ran back to the arc. Butler big here in the fourth. Knocks down another three. Sixers by two. 103-101 the score at that point. Jimmy Butler with 18 points in the final frame. But that's because... Buddy Hill comes back, counters Jimmy Butler's three to make it 104-103. The Sixers still get a basket to make it 105-104, but 
One more time, Buddy Heel puts the dagger into the Sixers this, this evening. 150 to go. The Kings by one with the ball. Buddy Heald against Butler. Outside left gets a screen. Shoots for three. It's in the air. It's good. Buddy Heald puts it in. He's been big in the last 50 seconds. And the Kings go up by four. That made it 109-105. As we now know the score, 115-108. The final Kings take this one to improve to 27-25. and 25. Sixers fall 234 and 19 and Buddy Heald has turned himself into a nice player and it helps out a great deal that he has a nice young point guard to team up with in the backcourt and De'Aaron Fox the second year man out of Kentucky Fox on the night 19 points 8 assists 5 of 14 from the floor in 34 minutes and 58 seconds as we talked about Willie Cauley-Stein and his activity tonight against Joel Embiid he had 19 and nine for the Sacramento Kings. Marvin Bagley again active off the bench with 14 and 13. A nice double-double in 33 minutes and 14 seconds. So 29 points each for Jimmy Butler and Joel Embiid to lead the 76ers. Ben Simmons stuffing stat sheet one more time. 22 points, eight rebounds, four assists, three turnovers, nine of 14 from the floor. Continues to shoot pretty good from the free throw line. Nice improvement, four of six on the evening. He also played a game-high 41 minutes and 57 seconds quiet night for the bench as we pointed out so hopefully the 76ers are able to get the guys back jj reddick specifically wilson chandler will be out with looks like to be about two weeks with his quad injury so jj reddick resting tonight hopefully he's back in the lineup on tuesday at the center against the toronto raptors one more time sixers fall 115 108 to the sacramento kings dropping to 34 and 19 so a lot of people to thank Carl Namoli engineering the broadcast here back at the uh, studios here in Philadelphia. Brian McLaughlin, the great audio being cut there as we heard at the final stages there with the audio highlights. Again, the clips from Tom McGinnis. And for Tom McGinnis, Brian Seltzer, back in Sacramento, I am Devon Givens. We will check back in with you on Tuesday, 8 o'clock tip, big contest live at the center against the visiting Toronto Raptors led by Kawhi Leonard and Kyle Lowry. So for everybody back here at the studios and in Sacramento, Sixers fall 115-108, and we will check in with you on Tuesday live from the center. Have a great night. Have a great weekend. Signing off again from the Sixers Radio Network. You've been listening to 76ers Rewind. Be sure not to miss new episodes the day after each game this season all year long.